Hello, 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 Charmers. Hey, Charmers. Welcome in to another episode of Ms. Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know the drill. Come on in. Come on in. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in. Come on in. So what's up? What's up? What's up? What are you guys drinking today? Infused water, wine, some a little stronger. Today, I'm actually not having a libation. I just finished delicious, um, like medallion sliced zucchini. A little bit of olive oil in the skillet. Just sprinkle some salt bay, sprinkle some pepper. And by salt bay, I just mean salt <laughs> and some pepper. And let that thing sizzle. The key to making delicious zucchini medallions is to not overcrowd them. It's the same secret to making delicious mushrooms. For those of you who like mushrooms like I do, the key is actually to not overcrowd them so that you can maintain maintain texture while also having well-seasoned mushrooms or zucchini or probably any other vegetable for that matter. When they're like crowded and cooking all on top of each other, it's too much moisture being released and it just doesn't maintain the firmness and all the other stuff, okay? (laughs) One day, maybe I'll invite you guys into my kitchen because I do actually enjoy cooking and um, I love my food. I mean, something as simple as zucchini, but if it's like done right, like it hits the spot, it's good, right? Um, I don't know why, but before we get into this episode, I'm going to tell you as well about a little secret. For those of you who have air fryers and you like mushrooms, try a portobello mushroom. Buy them from the grocery store, the big fat ones. Rinse them, clean them, all that good stuff. Cut out. You can do stuffed portobello mushrooms, which is one of my favorites to do, or this other little recipe. Um, When you clean them, get them all cleaned up, washed, dried, um, Take your hands, put some olive oil in your hands, rub them down, massage your portobello mushrooms, and then you can either cut up the garlic. I don't like to buy the already pre-minced garlic from the grocery store, but in this case, the pre-minced garlic from the grocery store actually works well with this particular dish. So once you massage them with olive oil, take the pre-minced garlic from the grocery store and massage that into your portobello mushroom and then put that in the air fryer you are going to be or you can roast it or air fry it doesn't matter but just put it in that machine okay (laughs) and you're going to be left with this delicious moist flavorful garlicky portobello mushroom that you can then slice up and put on top of a salad if you like portobello mushroom and feta cheese and whatever you like to give your salad a crunch. Um, I usually like to, if I have a salad like that, it's almost like having a steak on top of your salad because the portobello mushroom is like thick, but then seasoned well. Anyway, I don't know how we got started talking into food, but that's one of my favorites. Um, Yeah, and you can do, if if you're a blue cheese fan, do that. Um, It's so good. Get you some like shaved almonds or some type of shaved nut so that you can have the crunch in there. It's just like, yummy good flavorful lean you know it's summertime so and if it's not summertime when you're listening to this it's winter or fall it's never too early to get ready for summertime like that's a real easy simple dish that's just delicious and tastes so good okay there we go that was quite the intro talking about some food there 
but come on in, come on in, come on in, come on in. And for those of you who are new here, thanks for indulging my little food segment, okay? And th- for those of you who are coming back, welcome back, welcome back. Those of you who are new, welcome into the tribe. Miss Charm School Podcast is a space for modern boss babes who want to reconnect to their sensuality, spirituality, and their divine feminine energy. Another way I like to describe it is women who are in transition from their womanhood into their queendom. What does that mean? When you're in your womanhood season, it's season. It's really a me season. You can eat and break the plate, as my mother likes to say. Your womanhood season is really about learning thyself, mastering thyself, spending time with thyself, um, really anchoring in your spiritual practices, getting to know you, peeling back the layers of yourself, doing the deep healing and forgiveness work that we all have to do at some point of our lives um, with others, healing and forgiving ourselves, healing and forgiving our relationship with our parents and understanding what it is that you're supposed to learn from the relationship with your parents, the things that you didn't get, the things that you craved to get from your parents are often the areas of your life mission growth. They're part of your life mission growth here, um, this go round. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's your womanhood season. It's really the me season. It's the time to roll up the sleeves and really get to know thyself, love thyself, get to know you. Um, look at your P-U-S-S-Y, okay? I have an episode on that. You know, some of y'all have never like grabbed a mirror and looked down there. Nobody else should know how your intimate parts look better than you, okay? So all of that is a part of your womanhood season. And there are times in your queendom where you're going to, not t- there are going to be times, there will definitely be times that you lean on lessons from your womanhood as you embark on your queendom season. What is queendom? Queendom simply means that your decisions no longer impact yourself alone. You're in an elevated position where that could be at work, at, at home, in your family, where your decisions no longer only impact yourself. They impact your husband or your spouse, your loved ones, your kids, your children. They impact your in place of employment. Maybe you're in leadership positions at work. Um, your queendom season, you could be a leader at where you volunteer. You know, it can, it can manifest in many different ways, but your queendom season is when life has elevated you to positions of leadership and your decisions actually impact other people, right? And so here on Miss Charm School Podcast, we connect ourselves to our spirituality, our divine feminine energy, and our sensuality, which are all key components to you being a fabulous queen, okay? To you being a fabulous queen, with you reigning in your domain with grace, with excellence, with poise, so that people actually say that, you know what, that's an amazing woman. I want to learn from her. I want to be around her. I want to know her, right? And the fruit of your life when you are a good queen is that people actually come to you. They want to know your opinions about stuff. They want to study under you. They want to learn under you, right? And so here on Miss Charm School Podcast, we talk about all kinds of stuff, okay? all kinds of stuff. But everything that we talk about is to continue to further develop all of us in our queendom season, right? Because I really believe that women can change the world. We literally carry every single human being on the planet. And so our thoughts, our mind, our feelings, if we're happy, if we're sad, all of that stuff actually matters, literally, for the nine months that you carry the next living being from the supernatural portal into the natural portal into the world where they're living and breathing and thinking on their own. So you are powerful. Your decisions matter. 
and uh, the woman that you equip, the woman that you equip yourself to be in this life genuinely impacts the world. Okay, and that's a very big mission, but I'm all about all of us being our the best version of ourselves. And that's who Miss Charm School podcast is for women who are in transition out of their womanhood into their queendom, the modern boss bay reengaging herself in femininity, spirituality, and her sensuality. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. So come on in, come on in, come on in. Today's topic actually is a lighthearted one. Last week we got into forgiveness, which was kind of a deep episode. I hope that you stopped and paused and came back and brought your journal and did a lot of the, asked yourself a lot of the questions. You need a good like 90 minutes, if not more, to do the exercises in the forgiveness episode. So I hope that you really took the time to do those exercises. They're really powerful. And like I had shared in that episode, I had returned to those exercises after about three months. And who knows, three months from now or six months from now, I may go back and ask myself those same questions again and do another layer of deep healing and forgiveness work. And deep healing and forgiveness work is so powerful because it helps you let go. You know, and when you can really let go, you can really heal thyself and therefore open up and clear out the unseen gunk. Like, let me think, um, pipes, right? If you ever had clogged pipes in your house, there's just some unseen gunk that you just don't see that's clogging up your pipes. And that's what forgiveness work does in terms of healing thyself. Sometimes we go throughout life. 21 years, 31 years, 11 years, uh, 41 years, 51 years, 61 years, and so on, and you haven't taken the time to clean your pipes. Well, if you can't clean your pipes, it doesn't matter if the faucet's running, you know, abundance, let's call the faucet abundance, the faucet of money, the faucet of love, the faucet of great friendships, the faucet of laughter, the faucet of pleasant times, the faucet of peace, and sweet sleep, like all of those things can be flowing all around you. The faucet could be on in terms of the faucet of abundance in your life. But if your pipes are clogged, nothing is getting down there or it's blockages from being able to get down there. And so you're regurgitating blessings. You don't even know, but your life is repelling abundance simply because you haven't done the forgiveness work. And sometimes the forgiveness work, oftentimes, it's blind to us. And so that's why the forgiveness episode is so powerful. Even if you feel like, well, I forgave my father or my mother for this, or I forgave this person for that. I want to encourage you to go back again. I would encourage you to be a student and just give it a try. I even have to do it myself all the time because sometimes forgiveness is just blind spots. And I want to make sure that my pipes are as clean as a whistle so that I can receive all the good and abundance that life has for me, that God has for me in this lifetime. Um, Not sure why we're, again, we went on a food tangent. Now we're going on a forgiveness one. But I wanted to tell you guys that I actually had my student loans completely forgiven, like my debt completely forgiven, over $100,000. Just I woke up one Friday and it was just gone. I got an email alert twice to my email about my credit my credit score because obviously I monitor that. Um, and I had got a notification about my credit score. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? Um, 
like I know where my credit is. Like I know my spending, my score shouldn't be um, impacted any kind of way. And so I was immediately was like, oh my God, somebody has my information. I've been frauded. Like that was my first thought only to find out pleasant surprise that my student loans have been completely resolved, forgiven. I don't know who it came from, where it came from. I just give all the glory to God. And I'm not saying that there's anything in and of myself that makes me quote unquote worthy of that. Like I went to school, I put in the time, I signed the dotted line on the FAFSA, right? Like I did all that stuff. But I think definitely a prayer of mine has been that God would completely take care of my student loans. Because when I went to school, I didn't come from a wealthy family that could pay for me to go to school. So I knew that I was going to have to take on that brunt. And I remember praying to God saying like, please, God, I don't know how, but I would love for my student loans to be forgiven. And I've always kind of had this like internal confidence that it, even if like it didn't happen for me, I always had this confidence that it could happen for me. Like it happens to other people. Why not me? Um, and so one day, literally, I woke up and boom, it happened to me. And I can honestly tell you that some of it I really do believe has to do with one, me being consistent and persistent about my spiritual practice with God. And two, being consistent and persistent about my spiritual practice with God keeps me in a place of constantly forgiving others. And there's a part, I had mentioned this in the episode, if you ever heard the Lord's prayer, there's a part of that prayer that says, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. Sometimes we don't even know how powerful that is because forgive my debts as I forgive those who I've held on debts against. So sometimes when you remember like, I'll never talk to this person again because they did this, this, this to me, or you know, my my boyfriend did this to me, or my husband did this to me, and you're walking around and you can easily quote off what those things are that the person did to you. It oftentimes is a sign that you haven't really truly forgave. Because there are people that have, yes, 100% wronged me to the point that I have friends that were like, I would never let that person speak to me again. I would never date that person again. I would never. But when you really let it go, you get to a point where it's like, you can remember like, oh yeah, maybe that's why I don't talk to you no more. (laughs) Okay. But it doesn't like, you don't have a charge. There's no charge. Um, And oftentimes, even for me, like I really don't even remember the offenses at times what people have done to me because I really, truly let it go. Um, Yeah. And so I think there's so many of us that are walking around with clogged pipes and it's simply unforgiveness. You know, if you can remember at a drop of a dime what everybody's done to you since you were two, you know, or you have such charged energy towards a person or you can argue with a person at the drop of a dime, you know, you're already on edge. It's often a sign that you have unforgiveness. So I, again, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. When you really have some time, pull out the pen and paper, do the work. I encourage you to be a student. Don't act like you know it all. Don't act like you have forgiven everybody who's ever wronged you. Even me, I have to go back and still forgive people who I feel like I've already forgiven. But sometimes three months from now, something else can come up that you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that, right? Because they're often blind spots. So I encourage you, queens, this is our work. Do the work, do the work, do the work, do the work. All right, now that I got that out, amen. (laughs) 
the next piece that I actually really want to talk to you guys about today was actually your coochie. Yes, 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 your coochie um, and period health. Okay, so I'm kind of excited to talk about this because um, so many of so many people that I know actually like have period cramps and like their periods are extremely painful and that sort of thing. And I want all of us in our queendom to cease having period pain. Okay, we don't need it no more. And I actually think that there's so much that you can do to actually heal yourself, heal thyself of menstrual discomfort. And for the men that are listening and you feel like, ill, gross, yuck, guess what? You may have a sister, a mother, uh, a wife, a girlfriend, or you may have a future daughter. And look, it might be beneficial for you to know that there are certain things that can actually cultivate her having optimal P-U-S-S-Y health. <laughs> Coochie health, okay? Ovary health, yes. And I'm not a doctor, okay? So I don't know all of the true ins and outs, okay? But let's just start here. Your coochie's powerful. It's powerful. This is what I always try to remind myself. Women genuinely have two hearts. This is how it was explained to me. Every human being has a heart and your heart is the main center where blood is pumped throughout your body, right? But women actually have two hearts. This is how someone explained it to me because women are the only other human being that has another area of their body that pumps every month a large amount of blood through that area like the heart, similar to the heart. And that's your coochie. Yes, that's your coochie. It pumps so much blood every month through that area that it's similar in terms of the blood circulation that flows from the heart valve, right? And so you're powerful. I think this is why sometimes women have such strong intuition. We're like, I don't know, just my gut. It's in my gut, right? Your gut is near. It's not your coochie, but it's near your coochie, all right? There's so much blood flowing through that area. Um, this is also how you can incubate life, because of the blood that's flowing through that area, you are equipped with these powerful two hearts. Isn't that kind of cool to think about that like that? All right. And just like you can eat terrible and can damage your heart or clog your arteries and all that stuff for the upper heart in your body, there's so many things that you can do to help alleviate and... Um, reduce the impact of stress and cramping on the lower heart of your body. And that's some of the stuff that I want to talk about today. First things first, getting rid of F, being F-N-I-G-G-A free. Y'all know what I want to say, F-N-F, okay? Honestly, seriously, the stress is truly a silent killer. So that's the first thing. I want you to stop overriding your body when your body is telling you and sending you signals that you don't want to go somewhere, you don't want to do things, something, uh, you're dealing with somebody that your brain keeps telling you like, well, I'm just going to, I'm speaking to myself as I'm sharing with you. Well, I'm just going to continue to deal with this person and put up with this person because I know they mean well. I know, I know, I know. But what does the coochie say, sis? Okay. If you're trying to give your body to someone and the coochie is dry and it's not getting lubricated and it's not moist, these are signs <laughs> that the body's not in it. 
that you're uncomfortable, that you're not happy, that you're not relaxed, that you're not at ease. If you're stressed at work and then you find yourself stress eating or binge eating or you just need to get some hot Cheeto fries, okay? Even I had that week last week. But I know if I eat hot Cheeto fries, that's not healthy for my coochie. Red dye number four and my coochie don't like each other at all. And I guarantee you it's the same for you. So the first tip that I want to share is removing the silent killer of stress. It doesn't do well with the body. And that's the thing about stress. It's a silent killer. Just last week, I was having some heart I feel like heart palpitations is a strong word, but just last week I was having some chest strain over my uh, left chest, which is where my heart is. And I was standing up trying to take a shower at night after a very long day and tiresome day at work. And I just had a pain in my chest I never experienced before. It was just so painful that I like struggled to get out of the shower, got out the shower, sat on the side of the bed and just cried. It was hard to move. It was just hard to do anything. And that was my sign. I ended up going to the ER because I didn't know, like, you know, um, I didn't know what was going on. And it was just so painful. And I kept telling myself, like, it'll pass, it'll pass. But it was, like, getting worse. So just to be safe on the safe end, a family member and I went to the ER. And ultimately, everything was fine. My blood work came back fine. Um, excellent. They actually said, like, everything was great but they didn't know why I was having this pain. They took the x-rays, everything looked healthy and well, but you know, I was experiencing some pain, strong pain at that. <laughs> so I had to, I have a website that I like to visit that sometimes it, well, not sometimes, it tells you, uh, it's a mind-body link affirmation and it will tell you different spiritual reasons beyond the physical for your physical ailment. If you're one of those people that believe that everything happens in the spirit realm first before it manifests in the physical. So I went on the website and I looked at like chest pain or something like that or um, heart left side of the body or something like that they had on the on there. And ultimately, it just came back to stress and that sort of thing and being overworked. And I think it actually said like putting for the left side of the body was like putting everyone else's needs before your own neglecting yourself we can't do that in queendom okay <laughs> there's too many people that depend on you lean on you look to you for your leadership and if you are not well you don't serve anyone if I am not well I cannot serve anyone and so I had completely while I was still in my spiritual practice of like getting on my prayer mat with God every day I had neglected some of my sacred pampering practices that helped me calm down like I like bubble baths they help me relax. They help me kind of literally, I feel like by the time I pull the plug on my bubble bath, it's like all the stress of the day goes down the drain. So that's relaxing to me. Um, cooking actually is relaxing to me. And so when I'm overworking and I don't have the energy to cook my own meals and I'm eating something that someone else has prepared, um, I just think of your home. The kitchen is the heart of the home. And so I'm a firm believer that when you create something from your hands, you can call it spells, but it's not spells. All right. But when I'm cooking and creating something from my hands, I'm speaking life into my food. I literally at times talk to 
Like if I'm cooking a whole chicken, this is going to be the most delicious chicken. God, thank you for this chicken that was running free on somebody's farm. Thank you for the person that decided to feed the chicken. And thank you for the chicken even going to the slaughter. It had a quick, swift death. Okay, the feathers were plucked for me. Some farmer took it to some packaging company. The packaging company, somebody put it on a big rig and brought it to the grocery store and it was packaged there waiting for me I'm so grateful like I go through the whole thank you God thank you God and I rub the chicken and talk to the chicken let me tell you that chicken I will say that chicken this chicken is about to be moist and flavorful and tender and good and it will be but that is the gift of a woman who's in the heart of her home. That is the gift of a woman who's in her queendom, who understands her power and stands in it. That's the gift of a woman who's connected with God and understands that all things are connected. She can thank God for the sunshine and the rain and the herbs that grow and the animals that God created and her hands that are about to be used to season this food to feed her home. She can speak life like this food will bring laughter to my family as I serve it to them. It will give them joy. It will make them feel happy. They will feel a hug literally around their body. They will feel nurtured, right? Okay, you get the point. So I just fell off all of that. <laughs> Because I had been mentally stressed and just overworked and just tired. I was carrying it in my body, all that. So after I went to the ER, I kind of told myself, all right, girl, we're going to have to kind of get back to how we used to be. So I went and got myself a massage. I woke up at nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday to go get a massage. It was so needed. When I say the man worked me like I was the stiffest piece of plywood, he worked me. But I needed that time to just sit and not think about anything and just receive and then I cooked I actually came home and cooked for my family that made me feel good and I talked to my food just kind of getting back to my routine of things that refuel my spirit I journaled and just sat and was writing and writing things out and reading my bible and just stuff like that all right so stress that's the first thing and if there are f and f's in your life they gotta go you don't need the stress. You don't need the stress. It's not worth it. So that's the first thing is kind of cleaning up that area for your coochie health. All right. Second thing I must say is what are you using externally? Then the last point I want to talk about is what you're putting in your body internally, which is the most important. But let's start with externally. There are people that are still douching out here. There are people that are still buying Vagisil. I don't believe in any of that. I don't believe in anything that needs to that you need to put down there to reset your pH. No, 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 no. If anything, it's offsetting your pH. The body is amazing. The body heals thyself. If you get a cut, okay, like, you know, not something too crazy, but if you get a cut on your body, right, your body will literally heal itself. Yes, you can put Neosporin, you can bandage it, all those things, and that might be necessary. But over time, your body will literally heal itself. You don't have to go to the doctor to get them to put skin on your body or, you know, you don't have to do those things. Over time, your body will heal yourself. That is, you are literally a miracle, majestic, fabulous creature. Fabulous. Your body learns how to heal itself. 
Your body is equipped to heal itself. It came here like that already. Your white blood cells start rushing to a particular area to fight infections. Like, you are miraculous. And doctors are just this. My mother always says this. It's practicing medicine. They haven't mastered too much of anything. And we're grateful for doctors. I have friends that are doctors. I know how hard they work and they study and I'm so grateful for them. And yes, go to the doctor. However, it is still practicing medicine. There's a lot of wisdom in the practice, but it is practicing medicine. They have not arrived. All right. Things can shift and change. That's why it's called a practice. All right. So it's important for you to know that your body heals itself. And when you're using creams and sprays and whatever else is out there to quote unquote reset your pH balance, your body will reset its own pH balance on its own. Or if you do it because, well, I just want a different smell and I don't like my smell. Sis, you need to get to know your body. Every human being has its own scent. It's like when you buy perfume and you mix it with your own pheromones and it creates a scent that is unique to you. That's why sometimes a perfume can smell amazing on one person and then you try it and it doesn't smell the same on you. It's just your scent is mixing with the scent and it just may not be the scent for you. We all have our own scent. It's like when you first fall in love with someone and you're like, oh my God, just like they smell good. Like, or, <laughs> ooh, yeah, we're going there. If you're anything like me, <laughs> which I know you are, especially for the ladies, you know, sometimes people may want to inhale your coochie. Yeah, because it smells good to them. Mm -hmm. It's just like an inviting little tootsie roll. Like, look. I got what you want. Hey, I got what you need. Yes. Can I get another shot? I don't really know where that just came from right now, but we're rolling with it. <laughs> we're rolling with that. Yeah. Sometimes they want to inhale your coochie. All right. And I've, I've never used a Vagisil or a douche or any of that stuff ever. Okay, sis. And I don't have any foul odor or anything like that. If you do have a foul odor coming from down there, you need to figure out why. It could be the diet of what you're eating. It could be um, the D-I-C-K that you might be feeding it. Um, hopefully not. But if you're also dealing with a partner who doesn't eat well and eats a lot of um, beef and steak and hamburgers and all of that stuff, and they're not balancing it with vegetables and fruits and alkaline they're not balancing their their excuse me their diet is a more acid diet than alkaline diet then you could be dealing with a partner who's also kind of off of their own balance in terms of in terms of their pheromones and also the acid that's floating around in their own body and then if you're consuming that the woman's body is a receiver it could be offsetting your own ph so there's multiple reasons I'm so glad we talked about it. One, the stress, the silent things you don't see, um, things that are stressing you out, that kind of stuff. The feminine body is extremely sensitive and receptive. So check that out. Secondly, looking at your coochie, the external things that you're using on it or that you're inserting in it. It's time to get rid of stuff that's offsetting your pH balance, okay? And if you're dealing with a man who has a very poor eating habit, that moves right into part three. What are you putting in your body and what is your partner who you are sleeping with putting in their body? It's time to increase the alkaline in your diet. Alkaline, live foods. 
live foods will increase the alkaline in your body and bring you into a place of balance. You cannot be having cinnamon rolls and lime on everything and, you know, vaca frita con lime and all this stuff. <laughs> and even if you're not eating too much of it and you feel like, you know, why well, eat good portions or whatever, you're not eating zucchini, you're not having fresh watermelon and strawberries and blackberries and you're not eating your colors, carrots and spinach and all that stuff. It matters. It matters. One great, excellent book is Queen Afua's Sacred Woman. It's a big, thick, it's almost like a textbook, purple book. And she has a section on how you can shrink your fibroids or get rid of your fibroids. Um, those are often just mass of tissue in your uterus. Um, and some of that, I again, spiritually, I would link that to unforgiveness, specifically with sexual partners, things that you're holding on to in your sexual organ. That's just mass fatty tissue. Sometimes the fibroids can even turn cancerous. And then sometimes people even get to a point where they do, they remove their uterus, they remove um, their, what is it called when you get a, vas not a vasectomy. Ooh, y'all, what's it called? Come on, Holy Spirit. I'm talking like y'all right in the room with me. When you have a, it'll come to me later on, but it's like when they literally as a doctor, the doctor goes in and literally scrapes out the ability for you to uh, have children or even have your period. Um, that's very scary to me, but I actually know women who have done that and they claim it's so much better because they're like, I don't have periods. I don't or I don't have period pain or I don't have my period. I don't really know what's the end result of that, but it's just better. I don't know why I would scrape out something that God put in there. I didn't put it in there. God put it in there. So I'm not in the business of scraping it out. But if you're having painful periods or fibroids or um, some of the, I know there's endometriosis that people also experience. Again, I don't really know what that is. But what I do know is that your eating habits, your diet, taking vitamins, regularly exercising, what, how you treat your body, removing stress, getting rid of red dye number four. Again, I did. I admit I had some hot Cheeto fries like last week, okay? And it was good. But I knew I was like, I'm going to have to <laughs> have some smoothies um, with some spinach and just kind of like cancel that out. OK, and I did have a cinnamon roll last week as well. But balance, y'all balance. If you do eat like that, make sure that you have alkaline in your diet. It's very important. And for those of you who don't like spinach and kale and whatever, find ways to incorporate it in your diet in a way that you do like it. Like this morning, I had a spinach, frozen pineapple, peach water smoothie blended it it's a way for me to get my greens first thing in the morning put it on my system I get the energy it's all live foods all that good stuff and I make sure I use a lot of spinach the reason why I don't put juice in that smoothie in the morning is because um, a lot of the juice in the stores today just has way too much added sugar like I was literally gonna get a bottle of simply juice the brand simply because I wanted to have a mimosa, actually. And I was looking at the different types of juice that they have. And I was like, mm, these all sound bomb as I don't know what. But then I turned and I looked at how many grams of sugar just per serving. It's like 20 plus grams of sugar just per serving. And that's just one beverage. And I know that I'm going to have like six mimosas, okay? And that's just at one meal. So if I have that drink breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I have two glasses of it, 
and it's 26 grams of sugar per serving, that's 50 something grams of sugar each meal. Over two, uh, 150, almost 200 grams of sugar a day just in that alone. Not to mention if I have a dessert or this or that, that kind of stuff is killing our coochies. It's killing you in general because sugar is like white, raw sugar is just, I don't even need to go there. But it's definitely, we're talking about the coochie today. It's not good for your coochie, okay? So I use water because I'm like, well, the pineapple is sweet and the peach is sweet. So if I blend that with water, boom, that's my sweetness right there. So check your sweetness intake as well. Um, switching to agave and honey are better options, but if you're using just as much of that in substitute for the fact that you've kind of unfortunately grown addicted to white sugar in your life, it's just better to kind of cut back on sugar or cut it out. Give yourself seven days where you do like no sugar. So you can kind of reset your, your taste buds and your palate because that will also offset your pH. It's all connected, boo-boo. It's all connected. So another thing I want to recommend is um, alkaline water is great, but I also want to recommend, what is the green stuff? Chlorophyll that I squeeze into my water. I buy a liquid chlorophyll from GNC. It's called like Your Luki or something like that. Your, Y-O-U-R, and then L-O-O-K-I. And I bought it from GNC. It's a citrus flavor, though I don't really taste a citrus, but it does claim it's a citrus flavor. And I squirt a little bit of that in my water when I drink it. I also have Moraga drops that I got from my local health food store, ashwagandha drops from my local health food store, and those are liquid drops. I also put that in water. Those are great. Another great thing to do for coochie health is raspberry leaf tea. It's supposed to be great for your cervix. That's also great for women who are pregnant as well. I also really like hibiscus. Some people call it hibiscus, but I really love hibiscus. Um, a lot of people don't know, but Mexican Jamaica juice or Caribbean sorrel juice is hibiscus. So depending on where you live in the United States, if you have Jamaica available to you, purchase that or sorrel, S-O-R-R-E-L, is it two L's? L-L, I believe. But sorrel juice, Jamaica, hibiscus, those are all really great. They are great to help you actually bleed for people who want to encourage their menstruation. And they also help soothe you. And then, you know, heat packs on your um, vagina when you are experiencing some discomfort. A heat pack is will help soothe and relax that area as well. This is another reason why like a hibiscus, rose leaf, hamica or sorrel tea is also really great because it's warm so it's going to help relax those muscles that might be tensing up in that area let's see what else is great there is a dominican or puerto rican i'm not sure which country initiated it but there is a product out of that region that i've tried to help it helps clear out some of the um, gunk going on down there in your vagina um I'm trying to think of the name right now. Oh my goodness. It is, ooh, I want to say it's Celia. Oh gosh, what is the name of it? I can see the box in Senora, Senora Celia, I want to say. Senora Celia. 
is the brand that I purchased. They sell it on Amazon. So for all of my Amazon Prime babes, check it out. I believe it's Senora Celia. I believe. But if it's not, just Google Senora Celia, um, like period or something like that and see what comes up. But anyway, it's like a red. It kind of tastes like a little bit like a wine. Not really, but it favors kind of a wine taste. But it's like a liquid vegetable compo- compound. It's in Spanish, so I don't really know all the ingredients, but it's like um, it's a couple barks. It's It's natural. It's like. I don't know. It's not peppermint bark. Sorry, I wish I had the bottle in front of me. I don't, but look that up. And for people who have period discomfort, it's a way to help cleanse your system and cleanse out your uterus so that you can have easy, free-flowing periods. People also take that to help encourage pregnancy for people who want to get pregnant. And again, it's kind of considered a, a, a vegetable compound liquid that you take to clear the pipes, if you will, so that when you do get ready to get busy with somebody, the swimmers don't have to pass by fibroids and all this other stuff going on in your system. You know, it really helps to kind of clean things out. And some people even claim to have like, when they are taking Senora, I want to say it's Celia, but I'm not sure if I'm saying that, saying it correctly. It's Senora something, Clelia, Celia, something like that. But some people even claim, I didn't experience this, but some people claim that when they, you take like three, you take a tablespoon or something like that before each meal. Um, But some people claim that when their period came, that they actually had like thick, dark blood that came out. And some of that could just be, again, your system's cleaning itself now that you're taking this vegetable compound. I didn't experience that, but I don't really experience period pain in eat anymore I used to when I was younger but I don't really anymore and then I also eat pretty good so I didn't really experience like a heavy period or really you know dark I didn't experience anything like that if anything it was just like my period showed up it came and then it left (laughs) so I just took it as a litmus test that like I'm doing okay um But for those of you who genuinely experience pain where it's painful, you can't get out of bed, all that stuff, like I would highly encourage you to try the Senora Clelia Celia that you can get on Amazon. It's a Puerto Rican or Dominican product. It is in Spanish, but it's like a couple bark leaves and chamomile is in it and some other stuff like that. It's it's all natural. It's all natural product. So yes, these are the things that I have for you that are great to take. Have you noticed that most of the things I told you that are like teas or whatever are red? Like the Senora Clelia is red, looks like wine, kind of tastes like wine. Hibiscus is red, uh, typically red tea. Raspberry leaf is usually as well red. Um, Rose is probably also really good, like rose tea. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, so it's time, queens. It's time. And we have to know thyself, heal thyself, love ourselves so that when it's time for us to help other women or help our daughters or our nieces or whomever, we can help instruct them in the way. Like, don't eat red hot Cheeto puffs, okay? Or red hot Cheetos or hot fries, even though those are red. That's the red that's going to cause you period pain. (laughs) cut back on some of the beef and the acid limes and stuff like that out of your diet alcohol as well as acidic so too much of that can offset you 
uh, soda. I don't drink soda hardly anymore. So I got rid of that a long time ago. But if you still are a person that does sodas or like super sweet drinks, I guarantee you when you go to the fridge, pull out a juice and look at how many sugars it says sugar, grams of sugars in that juice. And that's not in the carton that's in or the craft that is literally in just a single serving and a serving could be six ounces or eight ounces. And most people are drinking more than that throughout the day. And that's just your juice. So it's time for us to check in. It's time for us to be well, to be whole, and to have great coochie health. Yes. Vitamins. Let me think. Great vitamins to take for coochie health. Um, for whatever reason, iron is, is popping in my mind right now. So there's some of you who may just have like a lower iron or iron deficiency. I want to encourage you to take iron tablets. I don't take iron tablets but that popped in my mind right now. So there might be some of you who just have like um, a lower iron count. So that's something that you should be paying attention to. Take a woman's uh, once a day. I had a friend who used to take prenatal vitamins and swore by prenatal vitamins. I tried prenatal vitamins before and I don't know if they were like causing me to gain weight. So I kind of stopped with that. I'm also someone that, oh, I'm so glad this is coming up. I've never been on birth control ever a day in my life. So I also think that birth control is something else that can really impact people's cycles, can cause your cycle to be irregular, can cause you to, some people cease having periods, uh, not periods, some people cease having period pain, being on the pill or having some type of birth control in their body. And then when they get off of birth control, their body is like trying to reacclimate itself to the natural rhythm and they can experience a lot of pain and a lot of challenges. So I can't tell you here or there on the birth control thing. I just can tell you that I don't do it and I never have done it. I also honestly have never been pregnant. I've never had an abortion. Um, I'm, I have no reason to lie to you. Um, so that should also be stated as well. I am not a virgin. I haven't always been like super careful in terms of like, you know, I don't know how, what people might think, but I just, I've never been pregnant. I've never um, had an abortion and I've never been on birth control. So I, I do think that I'm someone who has pretty good period health and coochie health and um, healthy pH and a lubricated P-U-S-S-Y as well. And for those of you who struggle with the lubrication piece, um, not marshmallow root, that's good for your hair. But, oh my goodness, what is the one that's really good for your, for moisture down there? Is it Slippery Elm? It's something else. It's not Slippery Elm. But there, sorry, I'm like blanking on all these things, but there's um, something you can buy from at your local health food store. Um, some people swear by maca root as well. It's really good for your vagina health. Oh my goodness, I wish I could remember what the um, supplement is called that, and it does work because I tried it before and I was like, woo, this is just moisture. But now because of my food diet, I don't, I, I ceased taking the supplement I did that like uh, probably eight years ago. So I can't remember what the name is. It's not Slippery Elm, but it's just Google. There's tons of YouTube videos as well on women who are like, if you want a super wet down there, 
like look at one of those videos all there's plenty of girls out here that have like put that stuff up online if you want to participate in those things but you genuinely don't need them if you can reset your ph balance and cut the stress out of your life and stop using and putting things down there like bad bad soap super fragrant things that are stringent to your body like i'm really big on natural body soaps and body washes and stuff that i love the store lush some people don't some people break out but i love it so that stuff works for me I spend a little more for certain soaps and body washes. Um, yeah, you know, but just pay attention. Some people like Dove Unscented could work. I'm really big on also supporting Black-owned businesses. So if you find like a Black woman who has like an African Black soap or something like that, or a, a soap that's like oatmeal and honey or something, there's some people who have soaps that are specifically for their vagina. They don't use it anywhere else on their body. They just use it for their coochie. That could work for you, but get into it. The whole point of this episode is it's time for you, sis, to get into it. It's time for you to care for yourself, mind, body, and soul from what you eat in your body to who you have around you to how you treat yourself. Pull out a mirror. Some of you have still never looked at your coochie lips. You've never parted your coochie lips and looked at the pink inside. Or if it's not pink and it's another color, (laughs) you need to look and see what's going on down there. Some of you have never looked at your butt and parted those cheeks either and looked at what's going on down there. Like, get curious about yourself. Look at yourself. Look at different aspects of your body and take care of thyself. Know thyself. Know thyself. And hopefully some of the things I shared are helpful to you and your journey of wholeness and queendom. I love you, Charmers. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.